All right, welcome to the Average Adventuring Party podcast, where we love to share our completely average stories about strangers doing strange things in strange places. I mean, that's pretty much my real life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So you notice that we sound a little bit different here. Uh, It's Mike. I am actually running our off-season Prowlers and Paragons campaign. So, a little bit about the system. It is a superheroes uh, role-playing game. Uh, They kind of call it a handful of dice system, very flexible. I'm really excited to try it out because it has shared narrative. So, uh, we'll kind of explain that as we go. Um, But we have uh, our normal GM, Gary, uh, over here playing. So, what we'll just go around and do is... Introduce the the characters and that we're playing and the ideas that we have for that character. I know you fool. You've sat in the GM chair. Now now you're taking over the normal season. Yes. <laughs> Wait. Oh crap. Good luck writing uh, four campaigns. No. I had the upper ground. Anybody want to go first? No. I thought he volunteered you. Yeah. <laughs> Voluntold. Yes. I'll volunteer you. Oh, wait, I'm on the wrong side of the table for that. Don't threaten me with a good time. Uh, right, so, yep, you guys know who I am. You hear my voice at uh, probably the most during the normal games. But uh, I actually get to play a character this time because Mike insisted, the fool. Uh, I'm going to be playing Damien Turnbull who is a uh, ex-person, I suppose. He's no longer amongst the living. Technically, he is super heroic by not being human at all anymore. And he's got a cool suite of ghost powers. Okay, awesome. We'll, we'll get into them as they become relevant. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, unfortunately, this does mean that I can't kill him, but as we all know... Bustin makes me feel good. And those chairs a thing. Exactly, yeah, yeah, all right. Um, who wants to go next? I'll go ahead and go next, uh, Steve here. And instead of playing, uh, instead of playing a uh, very well-adjusted, polite bard, I am playing... Uh, Since when did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> I am playing uh, Gregory Hawk, a.k.a. Psych Out. He is a... Uh, telepathic and telekinetic individual who also happens to be blind. And I think that is uh, a very interesting concept. He relies on his other senses as well as his his uh, telepathic abilities to gain awareness of the world around him. But he also is, uh, is a, little, he, a little... Let's just say that he's... Uh, He's a few screws short of a deck. As, as you want every telepath to be, right? We prefer the term alternatively sane. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, he's clearly read some of our minds because if, if he's a few screws short of a hinge. I would say I'm a prize short of a half meal. Oh, <laughs> well, you got to mix up the metaphor. He, exactly. He, he's a couple marbles short of a light bulb. Or something. Yeah. yeah. A couple of marbles short of Stonehenge. <laughs> yeah. Just the term bonkers. <laughs> so, completely sane psychic. Got you. Absolutely. Look, the voices uh, overwhelmed him, and uh, he wanted to get rid of the voices. Yeah, yeah. So, 
his butt. <laughs> so, so if you do what they say, they don't talk to you. Well, if they if he does what they say, he goes from hero to villain. It's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> uh, all right, who wants to take the next one? Not me. <laughs> Not it. Okay. Um, I'm Ray, and usually play the little fox person that likes to kill people. Um, this time I'm Paris Poppy, the porter. I'm <laughs> the time-stopping vampire. <laughs> Um, that can teleport and open portals for people, and that is just looking to not be bored anymore. I think this uh, this game may be the most challenging for you, because we're going from Ardith, our little murder potato, Suna. to uh, I'm sorry, Suna. I was <laughs> looking I was looking over at Ardith. You're not wrong. Uh, so going from Suna, the tiny murder potato, to actually having to help and save people. Yes. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to say you're in for a tough time because the whole story takes place during the day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it just means I get resolve points with my yeah. light sensitivity. Mm-hmm. And y'all just carry around an unconscious person. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could teleport you across town. If I were conscious. Yeah. <laughs> Jokes on you, I can't carry jack shit. <laughs> uh, okay. Our last hero. Now there's no one else. You have to go. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Stephanie. Uh, I'll be playing instead of artist. Uh, Mar- ah, Marisol Flores, who is the most awkward teenager you've ever met in your life, who has a magical item artifact uh, attached to her arm. I just have to deal with that shit. So you're playing Shannara. <laughs> Awkward teenage. Just <laughs> drawing this awkward this thing's gonna be. <laughs> Alright. I also have clumsy on here. We, yeah. So we would Shinora. never believe it. Not <laughs> once. With uh, astral sight and true sight. Alright. So yay fun. Awesome. So, just a little bit about how the mechanics work. Um, we have skill checks, combat, they fall into two different things. You have challenge rolls, and then you have combat rolls. Basically, you take a handful of dice, you roll it, and in this system, any even number is a success. So, you're looking for net successes, you're going to beat the challenge ratings that we set, um, and however strongly you beat it or not, uh, you get to tell the story, or maybe I do. Um, so this is going to be a very interesting campaign to GM, because whatever story I might have written might take a sharp right turn as these guys succeed in foiling my plans. And there's at least two of us who have no idea what we're doing. Absolutely. Uh, I think that's all of us here, right? Oh, I was just going to say, you shouldn't have a problem. This group has no issue uh, they've never just completely sidelined a campaign. <laughs> I never walked away from something the GM wrote. <laughs> yeah, they've never went, oh, that's a cool story hook, guys, and then just completely turn around and... Yep, yep, that would, uh, that would never happen. Uh, I would never take part in said thing either. All right. You'll just, just pull up a port. So, um, we can go ahead and... I would like to get an initial impression coming in from each of our players. I know some of them absolutely fell in love with this system. (laughs) 
right off the bat. Um, so I want to hear uh, from the players at the beginning of it, what are your thoughts? There's not a lot out there with Prowlers and Paragons, so what are your thoughts about character creation and just general start? This is open to anyone. Have a fucking concept when you come in. <laughs> what? Why would that be so important? Uh, that didn't even work. I had a concept and I changed it four times. It was three and I, had to, I when I narrowed it down to one. Just making that a cohesive character was not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely agree. Having a concept, I mean, whenever they're talking about character creation on this, one of the first things it says is just that, like, have an idea of what you want. Because we saw it whenever we were building characters, where even people who had a concept came in and said, "Ooh, this looks cool. Ooh, this looks mm-hmm. cool. Uh, oh, but I could do this." So. It, it does very much make you want to do more. <laughs> I would uh, I would say, on top of that, know your tone. Mm. Uh, I, I've made a character who can go either way, either comedic or, or not. Mm. Uh, but while some people were working on their characters, I was over here basically spitballing characters that would be on the Mystery Men. <laughs> um, complete with... Dutch yeah, complete with horrible punny names. Uh-huh. So, eh. well, and with superhero campaigns, um, it it does kind of boil down to what kind of fantasy do you want to play? Do you want to play that grim, dark edge lord, uh, or do you <laughs> want to know what Steve's original character concept was? Uh, or do you want to play in like the campy '60s Batman kind of world with bam and pop? Pop, so. I, I'm actually interested in how it's going to turn out because speaking of tone, Mike said we're playing a superhero game, and together the four of us basically pitched him Call of Cthulhu characters. <laughs> um, I had noticed as much. So it's going to be great if we have these grim dark characters in a, in a happy-go-lucky 1960s Batman world. Uh, well, oddly enough, yeah, or maladjust. You I know? mean, ha- happiness is the true horror. So. <laughs> nods okay well uh do y'all want to um call this as the small intro or do y'all want to do like a sample combat do y'all want to see how it how it works here before we get into a campaign like what would you think i uh you know personally i would like to to see the system in action but i do have a question uh for the players were there any inspirations for your characters <laughs> um, no, seriously, like, I made a joke about it, but Scooby-Doo is literally the inspiration for my my character. Um, like, a 1970s uh, roaming detective who, who just happened to die and come back as a 1970s roaming detective ghost. So, you know, was there a superhero or, uh, like, a story or, a, you know, anything of that type that directly inspired character creation for you guys? Well, uh, with Psych Out, uh, kind of a little bit of backstory here. When I was about eight years old, eight years old or so, I got really into X-Men, and that was during the height of their popularity in the 90s. I'm going to have to cut that out now. Otherwise, we have to pay Disney Oh, God. No. Um, but, uh, of course, being a completely unoriginal 
eight-year-old, I wanted to make my own superheroes, and I based them kind of a bit on the nose on the X-Men. Like, there was a guy that had the Cyclops visor and Wolverine claws, and he was he was the leader, and that was really, really cringe, but... Uh, well, that just means uh, you wrote for DC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but one of the characters I made was a... Uh, mid-level telepath. He wasn't super powerful or anything like that. And uh, when I was a teenager, I kind of revisited these characters and I I made them a bit more unique. Mm. And this one, I like the idea that that okay, he's a telepath, but what if he relied on his telepathy for everything? Yeah. Just n- not necessarily motor functions or things like that, but he had to he could only see the world through his telepathy. Mm-hmm. And I kind of played around with that. Uh, and I ended up uh, making a character that's kind of like a little little bits and pieces of a few different things. I described him as Professor X meets Deadpool, but really he's probably a bit tamer than that. Well, I mean, I know... If it were me, I would go crazy having to see the world through somebody else's eyes. I mean, we always talk about uh, trying to understand somebody else's viewpoints, but as a telepath, I mean, you're getting their thoughts, too. And, boy, this is a messed up world we live in, right? <laughs> yeah, he, he has to tune out a lot of noise. But on the other hand, you know, people who are blind usually don't get to see at all. So even if it's not his sight, he still knows what sight feels like. So there's a little bit of... a little bit of uh, a trade-off there for him. Yeah, absolutely. Does he tune out the noise, or does he auto-tune out the noise? <laughs> oh, man, I wish I could do an auto-tune voice right now. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. <laughs> you speak for yourself. <laughs> Spoken like a guy that doesn't have to edit the audio. Correct. Yeah, I fixed it in post. I just took Mike's voice out. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> It's just an hour of us talking to nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a great story. You don't have there, Mike. I think I based mine off of Charmed and Vampires. Um, Piper and Charmed can stop time. So I really like that. Charmed is one of my favorite TV shows. And she's one of my favorite characters. And I love vampires. As we were doing character creation... Ray was pitching character ideas, and she's like, I can be a giant spider that's afraid of spiders. And we're all like, oh, that's cool. And then she's scrolling through the powers, and then she sees, oh, time stop. And you see her eyes just light up, and she's like, ooh, I could be Piper from Charmed. I could be a charm. Uh, and, it, and it grew from there, so that's yep. pretty fun. What was your inspiration over here, Steph? I'm kind of shamelessly cribbing from uh, Witchblade, and mm-hmm. specifically uh, Stephen Sedgwick's uh, Teenage Witchblade version, which you can find on, on DeviantArt, and it's gorgeous. Please read it. Mm. Actually, anything he writes and, and draws, please find it. One of the rules coming into this was make whatever you want, and in the book itself it says, we highly suggest you, if you have an idea you like, if there's a character you love, Make it, you know, steal that idea. Not steal the idea, of course, but, you know, play something that's fun that you want to play. And so as Steph was over here 
making her character, and she's like, well, how do I do this, or how do I do that, or can I do this? We went with one of the rules in the book of find a way to say yes. I mean, there was there were multiple times that we're like, yeah, let's try that. That sounds really cool. So I'm really excited to see how it translates into the world. Now at the end wrap up, I might be like, I was so wrong. What did I do? Oh please, I'm the person who collects all the special items and never uses them. <laughs> but what is funny here is that uh, I named her for I actually double checked the comic and I just checked it and they have. Almost the same name. <laughs> like, I'm going with Marisol, and her, her name is Mary in this comic. Nice. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> uh, please don't sue us. Yes, please don't sue us. <laughs> it, it advises you not to steal, but to make a separate and legally distinct entity. <laughs> yeah. It's not Wolverine, it's Tangerine. He is an angry fruit-based hero. Oh, God. I'm going to force Tangerines out from between your knuckles. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'm, only t- I'm mostly taking the artifact, not the rest of it. <laughs> that, so that name was just Axel coincidence. I do want to know. Um, one, thank you guys for being willing to switch up from fantasy over to superheroes. It's a different type of fantasy. But what would y'all like out of superhero role playing games? Like you, you Steve, you talked about. You know, I did the same thing whenever you were eight years old, and you made your own superheroes. Like think. All of us, at some point, wanted to be more. I mean, that's one of the reasons we do fantasy. But this is why I really like superhero movies and role-playing. But what about you guys? What what would you all like out of this? Who do you think I am, a nerd? <laughs> I mean, yes, you're right. Yeah. But Yes. Yes. Um, I don't know. I So we went to see... Uh, a movie here recently, and I, I won't name it because they're not a sponsor, but Warner Brothers, if you want to sponsor us, please, please do. Uh, Otherwise, don't bring vengeance into this. Yeah, we'll, ca- we'll call it the the, uh, the Smat Man. The Scat Man. Sorry. Copyright track. Yeah, 90s reflex. Uh, so we went to go see that, and I loved it because I love noir. I love street-level stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the normal game is pretty big in scale, right? It's about saving the world and the multiverse and all that. And I'm really looking forward to something that's not. Yeah. Like, I, I want a, a small scale, mm-hmm. something personal. Yeah. Instead of being responsible for a billion lives, maybe just like a hundred thousand. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things that... I've, I've played multiple superheroes role-playing games, and they kind of struggle with scale. Like, they can they can do cosmic really well, but the, sometimes they struggle going between the different classes. And, and, you know, it's right there in the names, Prowlers and Paragons. So it goes from the street-level Prowlers to those universe-spanning... Demigods. Yeah, exactly. And so... Um, that was kind of a conversation we had before about like what would y'all like the scale to be. So we're not at the lowest level, uh, pure street level, but we're pretty close. We're below standard. So anyone else? Any other ideas what y'all might want to want, want out of this? I you know I just like the fact that uh, I don't think my character would have an issue going from street level all the way up to cosmic powers because while he might not be able to uh, you know, directly hurt someone like Thanos, he could be such an annoyance in that he can't die and he won't go away that he just make him give up. 
A war of attrition. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would be nice to actually be the heroes this time rather than the murder. Uh, are we the bad guys? <laughs> I gave Suna the opportunity to, no. to be the hero and Ray was like, nope, gonna be killer. No, but I mean on a larger scale. We uh, killed all those people in the caldera. Hey, spoilers. <laughs> Oh. This is off-season. It's not spoilers. I mean, then cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's nice to actually help somebody. That's, <laughs> that's the joke. They think they're helping. Yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> no, I think that that's a good point. Uh, you know, normally I kind of give these guys the direction of, like, I don't care if you're heroes, I just don't want you to... I really, I, like, I don't care if you're assholes, I just don't want you to be villains. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily have to be heroic. Mm-hmm. Which Iacus, you know, very much is not a hero, question mark. Yeah. You know, what yeah. with at least two of the party directly working for a criminal organization. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a fair <laughs> So, So I think, it'll, I think it'll be interesting to actually be heroes. Galgrian's heroic as fuck. Yeah, you're, you're the moral compass of the entire party. Yes. Which is scary. Yeah. Yeah, but you, usually, Iacus and Artis, we can overrule. We're, we're the practical <laughs> members of this party. Pragmatic. Yeah. I'm practical. Practically sharper than us. Hey, you, person, we're going to kill you at some point. <laughs> That's very practical. She gave them warning. I, I did. I let them know. They could say their goodbyes. <laughs> so, Practical and considerate. <laughs> so, so what about the far side of the table? What, what are you guys looking forward to? I'm just here. We're going to find out what happens. <laughs> yeah. That's about all I can say. We'll take it. Looking forward to, uh, to being morbid and creepifying. Well, with this guy. The thing is, Galdrian is so pretty. He's usually morbid and creepifying. Nobody says anything, so <laughs> no great change for for the characters, really. Don't worry, Artis still likes you. <laughs> Notice she didn't say Stephanie still likes you. <laughs> I mean Galdrian. I love you, honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you guys make gagging noises, I'm gonna make sure they make out when they when they uh, re- reunite. Who says they're reuniting? <laughs> you did. I say a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, you do. I mean, he did say Ardeth was dead, and then she was smooching on... Uh, Shinara. Shinara. She <laughs> looking at stuff and saying Ardeth. Uh, I can word, I swear. <laughs> she smooching with the guy I want dead. Yeah. Smooching with him and... Oh, yeah, yep, and... The girl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the girl that she wants dead. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Hey, I was expecting us to go save her, and when we got to save her, she was in the middle of banging him. Oh, what Nonsense. a trainer she is. <laughs> Anyway, enough about that. Yeah. So, uh, well, I think we'll call this the uh, end to the intro, and uh, we'll uh, hit the next session. So, uh, is there uh, any call-outs that we need to make at the end of the intro? Uh, well, of course, we got the Average Adventuring Party online podcast, uh, which you're listening to right now, and Facebook page, and email, and Patreon, and all the normal places. Uh, all right. All the fun stuff. Yeah. And 
and uh, we haven't started yet, but only one of us is dead yet. So. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> huh, jokes on you. I'm already dead. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> I'm technically dead. Yeah. So I guess we can't use our famous outro. Uh, we're not dead yet. Damn. Well, huh? We're not dead again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're not quite dead yet. There we go. Only half the party's dead. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll catch you next time. Thank you for joining on our intro, and uh, have a great day. Go team. <laughs> I did the intros. I didn't figure out the outros. <laughs> <laughs>